Welcome back to the Energy Fitness Podcast. As a reminder, we're sponsored by Energy Fitness Studio and the book sales of Awakening the Tranquil Warrior and Rewilding the Modern Man. And today, we have the pleasure of having Lucas Bergenthal on the show today. He is he's many things. He's a plant medicine activator. He is a spiritual guide and intuitive healer. He has memories that exceed many lifetimes. He has access to the Akashic records. He has he has a lot going on. He's got some he's got <laughs> telepathic abilities as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I've been in one of his cacao mugwort ceremonies and I can attest to something powerful going on that I don't quite understand. So welcome to the show, Lucas. Yes, <laughs> welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, we're we're really excited to meet uh, well, to talk to Lucas here. We were introduced to Lucas by Kelly Brown owns inner light which we're actually in her space right now doing this so. yeah we transition we usually always do them in studio so this is different we get to do it like change of scenery yeah <laughs> not looking at the same walls i'm honored <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so it'll be a really fun podcast i'm super excited to let listeners know about the cacao and how that all works and whatever you're willing to share whatever you feel guided to share and let people know um but starting with that, we are going to have a cacao ceremony Tuesday at 6.30 at Energy Studio. And Lucas will be there. And so will Jen Lucas, who happens to have the same last <laughs> name as your first name. Um, and we will have a cacao ceremony with a sound bath. And this could be super, super cool. And we want people to know what they're getting into. Yes. But go ahead. <laughs> Um, so when I work with the with the plant medicine, I work with um, with the spiritual aspect of it, and I see it as a medicine. And the way I've been initiated in the plant is is actually through my akasha and my openings with the akasha to see my past lives, to feel how I've been working with it before, or how other people have worked with it before. So what I do is that I go, I go deep back to the roots of how the ancient civilizations or how you used the, the plant in, in ancient times to really work both with the physical body but also with what we call the soul um, to really um, integrate those two. And that is part of, of my path to, to, to help people with, to initiate people in the wisdom that I see from the past to build bridges into this modernized world where we might not need to spend so much time and life force on taking medical drugs, mm-hmm. but find yeah. back to the roots, find, mm-hmm. find back to the essence to, to be able to see what you need to see and get the support and the help from the plant which has been given to us. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the cacao is a, it's a feminine spirit, right? It's like yes. a mothering, heart opening spirit. It's a feminine spirit. If we talk, yes, if we talk about cacao, um, it is one of those spirits that the natives have seen as one of the one of the greatest gods. Hmm. They they worship it, it as one of the greatest gods. You have cacao, you have ayahuasca, you have mapacho, which is which is tobacco. You have different kind of spirits, and cacao is very high up on that rank of consciousness which they worshipped. Um, which is very interesting because it's it's not psychedelic (laughs) it's very calm and a lot of people cannot even feel that something is happening in the body Um, so it's very interesting that it was it's so high up on on that ladder and it's simply because when you start to work with them you devote yourself to that kind of energy then you start to feel a change in your body I can say if if I um, if I should start talking about my own trip with it, my own journey with it. Yeah, 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 definitely. When I started the cacao, it was right after my spiritual awakening. And maybe we'll talk about that later, but I had a, <laughs> I had a, I had a big breakthrough with my abilities and that was very hard to be grounded. Mm. So I had a friend who invited me to a cacao ceremony and I started to feel very grounded. I started to feel the earth. I started to use my telepathy because I do telepathy. I started to feel the, you know, the, the soul of the earth and I started to understand the language of the earth through this cacao because I got so connected to the earth that I started to feel, I started to feel so grounded again. Um, 
but my heart was not so opened. So actually, I got nausea about drinking it. I, I couldn't drink it. I felt so nausea every time. I felt like I was throwing up because <laughs> it was some, it was, I didn't understand what was happening in the beginning, but after a few ceremonies, I started to see it's simply because there was so many walls around my heart and the cacao was trying to really just break through it. Your body was like fighting back. Yes. It was like, no, stop. Yes, <laughs> we built was. these walls exactly. to protect something exactly. that didn't need protected anymore. No. I just told myself, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through this journey. And of course, the cacao is not the only reason that I sit here now and be a teacher. Because what I do is I'm teaching people to open the heart now, awaken the heart. That's why I'm here this time also. It's not only the cacao, of course, that, that does that. Because you need to do the work yourself. That's how the medicine works, the plant medicine at least. That's yeah. a, maybe that's, that's the difference, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because it invites mm -hmm. you and it supports you and you need to do the rest yourself. Yeah. So, But it was... It was one of the most. It was one of the most important um, things for me to support my journey and awaken the heart. That was. Of How long did you drink it until like you felt a it? Year. Even, a whole year. Yeah. Sometimes you... maybe a few times a week. Sometimes maybe I, I took a month uh, off. So it's not like I did it every day. Or mm -hmm. it's it depended on the circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. We're probably like about a month and a half maybe into drinking cacao. Almost mm. every day. Same wow. thing though. Some mornings, you know, there's not time, or you don't make enough time to yeah, make it. Yeah, so it's more like you don't like, make enough time. Yeah, yeah we're like, well, we gotta run. But for mm. the most part, and I know that the cacao has definitely worked on me, uh, specifically on my heart, like helping me lead more chest forward than I was before. Instead of leading with the brain and being analytical and always worrying about everything, it helped me just lead with love a lot more, which is been a game changer for me for me it's funny you said grounding uh i could be a very flighty person <laughs> myself um i am very whimsical so the cacao for me helped a lot better than coffee does coffee can make me like a cracked out squirrel <laughs> for reference all bug-eyed and all <laughs> and then if i when i transitioned to cacao for like a couple mornings i would start with the cacao um first mm. and i would drink the cacao and trent would make it in the morning at like around like seven whenever we would make it and I would drink it and I'd feel really good and I'd feel really grounded. But the funny thing was, if I did still feel the need of that, lack of a better term, addiction of coffee, mm -hmm. I would brew the coffee. But the coffee didn't have the same effect. Mm. It was felt a lot more grounding because I started with the cacao. Um, I didn't feel like this super flighty, all over the place, racy. I feel like I'm drifting everywhere. Um, I felt a lot more grounded. So it's really funny that you bring that up because I can definitely tend, like I, I have different grounding mechanisms for myself. I'm way better now than I've ever been, but for sure that helped a lot yes. with it. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. And I believe it's one of, I, I believe personally that is one of the, the reasons that the cacao was so high on that ladder for the natives. First of all, they saw the, the spirits, they saw, they danced with the gods, they sang, they sing with the gods, they still do. Um, they, they have a connection with them. Mm -hmm. they, when I say gods, the spirit, the spirit, because the natives believe that everything on earth has a consciousness and beyond that consciousness is that kind of soul, spirit that is entering, um, for example, a plant, which means some people can call it an, an ascended master who takes incarnation into the plant. Mm -hmm. Some can call it a spirit, but that is that is how they look upon it. They yeah. look upon it like a master that doesn't have to reincarnate like we do because mm -hmm. we're still lost and trapped and confused and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's the trip, right? That's the journey. Yeah. But that those kind of spirits that is beyond that, they take that kind of incarnation to simply just be there and serve us. And one of the reason, one of the things that cacao does is to ground us, but still awaken the heart. Mm. to awaken the feelings and think about how powerful it is to feel grounded but yet be sensitive those two things is not something that adds mm -mm. up normally right especially mm -mm. in today's world no, yeah, exactly. to be grounded yeah. itself is impossible and to be open yes yeah. exactly yeah and so to drink that and feel that way especially in the winter time because we started drinking it mm. like in january yes. and 
in the summertime, we're always outside barefoot and in the sun. But I mean, yes. when it's January, even though we do hot, cold therapy, last thing I want to do is go out there eat away mm-hmm. and put my feet in the ground, you know? Um, mm. So that was like a really good source for me to create that balance again. And yeah, it's just so funny. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then in the summer, when it's hot, you, you make like a night ceremony where you sit outside and you, you, know, you have a drum with you and you just, send, you just sit with nature and you, you feel so connected with nature when you drink cacao. That sounds really nice. Yeah, yeah a little fire. Yes. Oh, good. what if you had a kettle and had it over the fire? Oh, there you there go. There we go. Yes. Now we're talking. <laughs> now we're getting <laughs> Then we are authentic, huh? Yeah, yeah so now we're going iron. real raw. Yeah. Cast yeah. iron kettle. Yeah, cast iron kettle. That'd be good. Um, now, do you have... I make my a cacao with coconut milk. Do you have a preference with what you use? If you want to be authentic, you simply just do it with water. Oh, yeah. just yeah. water. Yes, oh, yeah. yeah. It's nice for the Western world to feel that kind of um, uh, plant milk in. Mm-hmm. I will always recommend don't use normal milk. And it's actually, you should also be fasting four oh. hours before the ceremony. So that's also that's what we have know. to talk, tell yeah. people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because the, 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 it's best if the if the stomach is empty, which is also the reason why it's good in the morning. Mm. Um, but don't interfere with, with, with animals, so do it with plants. So if you want milk in it to make it a little bit more creamy, you can use almond milk, oat milk, uh, coconut, whatever you want to do. But if you want to do it authentically, just, just do it with water, yes. And then put some spices in it. The yeah. natives, they actually make, they put chili in it to, uh, to really... Uh, I started doing that. I did red chili flakes. Yes. Because I felt like it had a better flavor than the cayenne did. Um, And I'm not the biggest fan of cayenne. Mm. So I did red chili flakes and yeah, it's really good. Yes. So what else goes in it then? Like like the cardamom, is that like a normal thing? And the cinnamon and all that too? Yeah, it is. It is. It's like, it's the, it is the most natural way to to use it i mean if if you really want to it it works good that way because all those kind of um spices they have their own they have their own form of helping the the nutrition in the cacao so it's it's mostly about the physical part the spiritual part is mostly just the cacao that's what i was going to ask you because i know like cinnamon and and nutmeg and cardamom they have like these enzyme inhibiting factors to them and i wondered if that helped to integrate the cacao better yes and yeah and plus the nutrition what about better. salt we add celtic sea salt to ours yes. salt's good to add yes it is okay because we do do that i feel like it brings out the flavor yeah. more you can mm-hmm. also if you don't use cayenne pepper just use a little bit of pepper and then use chili because the pepper is also working with the blood vessel right um, and the ca- sense, yeah. yeah and one of the physical aspects of cacao is it's opening the the blood vessel up to the brain you feel more clear in the brain you feel it in the heart so. i feel more like yeah. vascular like oh, like as far as like you can see veins physiology goes. Yes. yeah i feel more exactly. vascular on, especially if i've done it for a couple mornings in a and row with yeah. the sauna yeah yeah, yeah. I'll, have, I'll have much better vasculature so that makes a lot of sense. I didn't make that connection. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you, the kids. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I started with doing it with plant milk. So I did half water and half plant milk. Then I blended it. Then it gets very creamy. Hmm. But today I just do it with water because that's the authentic way. And I don't need that creamy taste anymore because now it's just about... I have nothing else than gratitude for it. Um, but for me, it's for me. This is a remembering, and this is like working with the plants. Is like some people go to the gym. That's how I use it. This is just like the spiritual gym for me. And I, <laughs> I like it. Gym. I like it. Yes. <laughs> so it's it's part of my my hobby or part of part of that thing, and I want to pass it further on to people, which is why I want to pass it on to you now because you have that connection with what I do, and you want to learn from that, and then you take what you want to do, and you. The, you, you just find your own path from that but it's part of I am remembering this and experiencing this for simply just sharing it out to people and cacao is just one of many yeah. cacao is just very popular right now yeah. that, that's also something we gotta be careful with right yeah. because if the industry gets too big then we start yes it's yeah. getting mainstream uh-huh. we don't get the cacao from the natives from South America anymore we start to harvest more of the forest where the cacao is made we start to suppress the spirit so we cannot enter the cacao. How, the how does cacao grow? It, it's the it's tree, right? Yes. Is it, and then it's a the, big tree. Is oh. it, so how do they, so can you walk us through the process of that? Do you know like, 
it, obviously, I know that because I think I watched a documentary one time. Cacao has there's only one insect that can pollinate the cacao, ca, the cacao plant. Like that insect and the cacao plant cannot live without each other. They coexist in a symbiotic relationship, and there's no other way, supposedly, that I remember that you could get a cacao plant to pollinate because Kate and I wanted to grow a cacao plant inside our home. <laughs> and all the reviews said, you can't do that because you'll never get a fruit because, <laughs> because you can't bring the insect to your home. And the insect lives only where cacao grows. So. Wow. See, that's beautiful. I didn't even knew that. Oh, <laughs> so, so thank you for, well, for you sharing. You know much deeper about the cacao than we do. So. I, work, I work mostly with the spiritual part of it. Okay. Um, so that's interesting, but yes, it's 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 a big tree actually. I was okay. just in the Phipps in, in Pittsburgh the, uh, yesterday, oh, yeah. and they have a cacao tree in there, and they yeah. actually have like um, the, you see them, you see the cacaos growing. We'll oh no! Have to look. Yeah, yeah. Have to we haven't been there in a couple of years, but yeah. we'll have to look. Yeah, that is. Um, so what's the process? I mean, obviously, oh, yeah. like to make it a powder, yeah. it must be has to be dried. And- um, the thing with cacao is that it's important to find someone who is doing it as as natural as possible because today you you put it through, through fabrics and different kind of machines and a lot of the nutrition is actually going to waste from it yeah. so the most important is when you find a product you find a brand you find someone who's first of all is working with the environment mm. yeah. not cutting off the forest just because of a brand um, finding someone who's doing it, the, the actually f- just find native people yeah. who who does this job and they are serving the spirit of cacao and then they just sell it out to the rest of the world. And that what is the brand that, that you use right now? Uh, right now, um, in I introduced a, a brand called Cocoleca to uh, to Kelly because mm-hmm. they, they sell here. Mm-hmm. The, the good thing about this brand is it's the only brand I've been able to find who makes it as, as powder, but it still has the nutrition. They have found a way to do that. Must be slow, more slowly roasted or something like that? Could be. Like, I am not sure exactly how, <clears throat> yeah. but you feel it. I feel it because when I do it, I feel it deep in my body. Yeah. So I, when I test it, I can just say, okay, this works. And maybe it's only working for me, but it works. Mm-hmm. And that's that, that's where I'm using it. So they, the way that the native is using it is that they are blessing the tree in the moment they're picking the fruit. They're blessing it mm-hmm. to simply say, thank you, Pachamama. Gracias, Pachamama. Pachamama is the soul of the earth. To feel, to really feel that in the heart because this is, this is like a blessing. This is a gift because they know what they will do to us. They will yeah. know how it will help us, how it will serve us. Is the deepest gratitude. Gracias, mm. Pachamama. And they bless it, they sing to it. And then they start to simply just make the process of singing with it and creating it. So when you really feel like the spiritual aspect of it, you have found someone who, who does it in a. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah like gratitude yeah. from the moment it's given. Yes. That's beautiful. And that's the spirit of Native American. They did that with everything. They were just in this telepathic communication with the earth all the time they didn't take anything they shouldn't use they never killed animal only if the earth told them to and i mean that's just next step because none of us is able to really understand that right i mean Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they were just so in tune with the entire world with the entire earth with the entire communication the harmony with the earth so they blessed everything just because it's That's all beautiful. a, bl- it's all a yeah. gift. It puts a whole new meaning on like saying grace or yes. blessing yeah. before your meal. Like, like we always second. say grace before. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I would say like ninety eight percent of the time, say grace <laughs> before our dinner. Yes. And we started that out of um, not out really out of religion, even though it's mm. mostly correlated to that. It was mostly out of just wanting to give thanks. Yes. Yeah, just and give thanks. Yeah, we because we learned um, a little bit like when I was getting Reiki certified. Uh, the Reiki master was training me was saying that he would always do like the chokere over top of his food to bless his food. And I was like, oh my God, like that's yeah. really similar to saying grace. Like you're over top of your food, you're, you're with your family, you're all connected palm to palm mm-hmm. through your healing energy and you're over top of this food and you're saying, you know, like, thank you for my car, <laughs> whatever yeah. you're going to say. Like, thank you for my family. Thank you for this food. Like, and sometimes we'll go really deep and we'll say like the farmer, you know, the truck that got it here, like all mm. this, that life that it took, you know, like all the 
the essence that goes into that. And then when you start saying thank you like that, it puts a whole new meaning and not just like, um, this food you got at like Whole Foods or, you know, Target, whatever, wherever you get your food, yeah, it connects you, <laughs> it back, connects you back. Yeah. Cause it so does. often you're, you're not connected back to the food and we weren't for a really long time too. We mm. didn't connect back. And like, to be honest, even when I would cook meat and stuff like that, I would almost be grossed out. I hate to even say that because I would, I was so disconnected to the life that was in that food that I just saw it as a pack of yes. ground meat. Yes. I didn't see it as this life and how this life lived and what this life is giving to my mm. life and how my body is going to use it. And just like really being grateful for that and not even wasting it at any moment. Like we give it to our dog. Um, yeah, and it, at that point, we started realizing that gratitude and thankfulness, like we started eating nose to tail, like, yes. like the natives did with yes. the cheek, the tongue. I mean, not using every part of it with total gratitude and thanks for the life that it gave. And that's something that we've been really trying to teach our kids as well, because there's a lot to be thankful for. Yes. And, and that's huge. And I love yes. if you can find a brand that farms yeah. whatever... Yes. And that's why we get we get most of our our animal products come from a regenerative farm that's local. Um, and we know the lady. We know we've, and we've she, pet her animals. We've pet her animals. She her loves land. on her animals so hardcore. It's like it's beautiful to watch. But it's more and like obviously that's not everybody's situation. Yeah. And um, but it is beautiful to know the gratitude that goes into it in the process. Yes, and it's because when see the essence of all that if. if is about doing Reiki on the food or if it's about praying to it. The essence of it all is that everything has its own consciousness. Mm -hmm. Everything has its own energy. And with all energy, there is an intelligence behind it, which means everything is alive. So it's, it is just, it's that symbol that you just connect with what you are serving that body, which is that temple for the soul to have that experience of being a human. So it's the same with blessing the waters, just simply just tell the water to to give you and serve you the best as possible. And you can see, I mean, science, science is people, they can see the difference yeah. in the water, the structure in the water. Yeah. Because yeah. you are connecting, it's, it's a telepathic connection with another living being. Mm -hmm. With the intent, too. Yes. With the intent. Because yeah. I've seen in those same studies, if they put malice intent, on the water it gets all jagged and aggressive and the love of course it's yes, it's beautiful exactly. and yeah that's yeah. that's awesome and so when you're blessing the cacao and you're doing yeah. the ceremony which i want to talk about like what your process is there because we talked before about like i don't know if i'm saying it right but like ikaros like mm -hmm. when you sing to it and stuff like that yes. that's gotta that has to drive the at the quantum level everything in the mm. cacao and then obviously spiritually too it's got to make it just so much more potent <laughs> yes um it's i do my own kind of channel with it and it's very um it's been given to me by through the ikaros uh as i as i learned about it in an ayahuasca retreat Aww. yeah uh see when i when i do healing i love to do healing in ayahuasca retreats where i heal people because it's just like, as I say, it's like cutting and cutting and butter with a knife. It's so easy because I people bet. are just there. They're I bet. Wide yeah. open, I'm yeah, sure. they're yeah. wide open up. They're wide open up. So for me, it's just it's amazing to heal in an ayahuasca because they see what I see because I, I heal in another dimension, and that is also that dimension that you meet that spirit of Igoros, You know, to connect with that. Yeah. I am not. I am not singing Igoros to the cacao. I am channeling my own kind of connection with the spirit. Yeah. So when I went around in Febs the other day, I hold on a plant and then I started to chant something and people, they looked weird at me. But that chanting was not the same as one of the other trees or other cactus or other plants or flowers. It's different. It, it's what comes through me and that's what I'm putting down to the cacao. Yeah. Another way I'm doing it is also that I feel those feelings that I want to share into the ceremony, you know, feeling the gratitude, feeling the light, feeling the, feeling the love, feeling the joy to dance around with the life. And I put that into the singing and I put that into the cacao. That's the connection I have with it. 
Which is so beautiful. It's so, I like, um, when I didn't know, and I almost feel like this is a little bit demeaning towards the cacao, and I don't mean it that way, but I always confused hot chocolate yes. with hot cacao. Yeah, like cocoa. Yeah, and cocoa, cocoa and cacao. <laughs> like not knowing the difference, especially at the beginning of, because I used to drink hot chocolate all the time, all year round. And like, it tastes different, right? It tastes <laughs> totally different. Um, and, like you said, probably depending on how it's harvested and the gratitude that goes into mm. the plant. I've had cacao um, that was much more bitter. Yeah. And then I've had cacao that was sweeter, which I, the one that I, I always, coco leche. Is that how you say it? Coco leche? Co coco leca. Coco leca? Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's why I didn't even try it. Really. I know. I'm like, I'm like, wait, okay. But coco leca um, is sweet. It's not as bitter as other brands I've had. Like it's mm. not it's not sweet like a hot chocolate, mm. but unless we add honey, but yeah. um, it is uh, it's not as bitter. Like we switched to yes. another brand quickly for filler because we couldn't get up here and get for like a couple of days, and I was like, oh, what mm. is that? Like, and Chairman's yeah, like, oh, I got this, you know, at such and such store, and it was even organic and it was even you know high, higher yeah. priced and. Um, it's so like it was chalky. Yes, bitter. and that's why it's important when you search upon it because you can find a lot of beautiful brands out there. I have, I have also some other brands I'm in contact with who got, who got connection to, to a little family of Mayan lineages, something like that, oh, where yeah, they still have cool. the same farm. So there is a lot of beautiful brands out there. The difference is to find a brand that is using it in a ceremonial way. Mm -hmm. That's why you call it ceremonial cacao. Because today there is so much hot, hot chocolate out there and yeah. it tastes amazing. And of course, somewhere deep <laughs> down there is still part of a cacao. <laughs> <laughs> but, but all the things it has been going through of machines, of killing nutrition, it's just the difference. Yeah, and just yeah. filling it with sugar. <laughs> yeah, because cacao uh, should never come up to boil. If it goes up to boil, you start to lose a lot of the nutrition. Oh. Yeah. So it's important to make it as raw as possible. Okay. When you say raw, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you want to make it as raw as possible. So like lukewarm or? You, if you want to do it the ancient way, you start by taking just a little bit of the water or the milk. And then you heat just a little, little bit of the water and you put the cacao in that to make like a very creamy texture that's okay okay <laughs> that's, I know, I about that's that. perfect that's perfect <laughs> so it gets a little creamy texture but it will not go up to boil it will just be hot because then the then, then the nutrition the cacao will start to awaken inside this and then you you just add even the spices, maybe the Cocolega, for example, they have already the spices in it. So yeah, yeah, they already have a bunch of That's it. so easy. But otherwise, I, I mean, I like to do it all from scratch. So I have this cacao from this Mayan place. It's another, it's another brand. And then I just add my own spices in because then I put all intentions in it. But if you're busy and you have a hard day, then it's just easier to, to have yeah. it done, of course, because it's working. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you prefer the straight cacao because I, yes. I know some of them, they have like... Well, there's like lion's mane and a bunch of other mushrooms mixed in. Yeah. I love to experiencing it. Yeah. But sometimes also just, for me, the foundation is just the, the pure cacao, the straight yeah. cacao. And then sometimes I like to like to, to, to experiment with the lion's mane, the, the rose, and mm. also putting other things in it like mugwort or blue lotus yeah. and mix it together. It's oh, really, the blue lotus would be pretty cool. Yeah, I did yeah. the ceremony uh, with Lucas here at Inner Light where he did the mugwort and it was the mugwort and the cacao and the ceremony was fucking amazing. Um, when you came around and did the healing, I, I oh, felt yeah, like... Oh, he was telling me about the healing. Yeah, he that said was, it was powerful. Wild. It was yeah. really powerful. I like I wild felt, in a good way. Yeah, like good. Yeah, yes. wild, good. Like just felt felt amazing and I've, I've had many different styles of uh, not practical healing but mm -hmm. like... I don't even, more common i guess i don't yeah. know how to say it i don't know how to say it i've had many different styles of healing yeah. before but that was you can't put a name on it like no. you can't call it reiki you can't call it no. bio healing you can't call it whatever you can't really call it any of those things it was just like healing yes it's just healing there's <laughs> no concept on it that's so when people say what is that you're doing i'm healing mm -hmm. i'm just connecting with your body i'm connecting with the soul and i'm using it's like I'm using part of my opening to see the chakras, to feel the chakras, to, mm. to connect with them through t telepathy. So it's, there's no concepts on it. It's just healing. 
Very and it cool. feels just raw like that. Yeah. It feels good like that. And that's what I like to do. I like to, I like to, because what I do is I sit here, and as you saw, people come in, and I sit in my own meditation because I'm just serving myself in that moment to the spirit, to simply just feel that gratitude, to show I am just a servant right now. I'm not a space holder. I'm just a servant for the spirit because the spirit takes care of it all, yeah. nothing else. And then I walk around and I just do the healing for the for the medicine to work. That's all I have, that's all I'm doing. And I love to walk around and do that healing. That's like I said, it's like my spiritual gym. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, it felt great. I know that. So. <laughs> when it, it opened me enough that like when I got home, Kate like attacked me like a like a wild yeah. animal. So. <laughs> so no, for... I did feel it. I definitely did feel how wide open he was. Um, it was. <laughs> That's an extra selling point for any <laughs> any man or woman out there who's like, I don't know how I feel. Low libido. It fucking feels mm. good, I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, thank you for that. <laughs> Maybe blush if anyone could see me, but yeah. Like, no, but I definitely did feel it right away. And um, he told me that he felt you working on his uh, chest, mm-hmm. like his heart. And um, and I felt that he was wide open. I mean, even for several hours after, mm-hmm. even being faced with normal daily stresses, he handled it way better. Yeah. Um, now, like with that being said, like with all the love and the cacao opening, and then you go around. Now, is is they at a ceremony? Mm-hmm. Is there a you said spirit leads you, so probably not. But like a general healing platform, or you just straight up go for guidance and. You can see if like a solar plexus is off or if like, you know, the third eye is yes. off or so then you target those areas. Yes. Okay. I take, I don't have a lot, a lot of time people being with people and that is part of my, that is, I like that because I'm also pushing myself because to be honest, it's very easy for me to heal. I have never practiced it. It just, it's just there. Mm-hmm. So when I sit and say, okay, there's 16 people and I have four to five minutes each to, to heal the body and the energy field. I love that. I, you know, <laughs> that's a challenge. I, that's a challenge. That sounds challenging. Yes, it sounds very challenging. Yes. And I love that because then it's you know that also from the fitness, right? You like to yeah. challenge yourself, and that yeah. is what I'm doing with it. So I scan the entire field. I, I, I mean, um, one of the things that I always start with is putting my hand on the crown chakra mm. to feel the opening of that spiritual realm to see what is actually entering the field, and then I scan the entire system to see if there's a blockage in there third eye, in the throat, in the heart, in the solar plexus, in the kidney, in the liver, in the organs, all the chakras can be, I communicate with them all. So it depends on, yeah. So it's totally so individual. Yeah. Yes, it's and very then, individual. Yeah, like 16 people in the room. I can only imagine what's going through your head. It's like, it's probably information that's coming in so fast and so rampant. And then you're yes. like, okay, okay, okay. And then you're on the next person and it's feeding, feeding, feeding on the next person. Are you exhausted no. after that? You have a high? I am, I'm, I'm very neutral and I'm very open. So I, I often, I listen to some beautiful angelic music or something mm-hmm. like that just sit and feel that divine presence mm. because it's actually also when when i do that i do so much of what i what i call karma yoga i do so much good karma mm-hmm. to help people that yeah. i feel a blessing coming to me afterwards so i'm not stressed and even when i sit in that chaos of four to five minutes to feel and i mean i have had people here that have not been crying for 30 years in five minutes, they just start crying. Right? I mean, I, I go that's pretty beautiful. deep in. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's very beautiful. So, and that feels very stormy to, to, but for me, I feel very calm in it because I see through that. I see that being that lies beyond the pain. And um. that's the being I connect with. And that's why it feels so calm. Yeah. I'm not tapping into the, the stormy world. I'm not tapping into those things. I'm tapping into that being behind. Okay, that yeah. makes a lot. So, um, for advice for other people that are just starting becoming healers and they get exhausted through administering healing, are they not doing it properly? Should they be connecting in a different way? Are they? That's, yeah, that's a very big question. Yeah, <laughs> and I could talk about that for hours. Yeah, because a lot of people do, and yes. even myself. Like, yeah, I uh, I just started practicing with Reiki probably about like a year and a half ago, and I really don't go outside mm. of my realm of like. Like Trenton yes. and like maybe like um, I heal 
in a different way. I, I say certain words to trigger things in people and I kind of heal in that way. Like I pull emotions yeah. out through my words and I'm guided to say what words instead of using my hands so much. But it can, for me, be exhausting. And I know a lot of people can relate to that. So I want to know how to do that properly. So when I'm in a loud, crowded area, like I used to love being in, now I won't feel like I'm feeling everything, mm. hearing everything, like on, you know, crazy. Yeah. Um, I think the easiest way to say it is if you identify if you identify yourself with the pain and the stress that is within you, then that's also what you're tapping into from the other person oh. that's affecting you. That makes sense. And yeah. if if we go to if we go to the root of enlightenment, it is by learning to not identify yourself with the ego and to identify yourself with the soul. And none of us really understand what that is, but we are on our own path for it and we are on different steps of it. The step I am on right now is to understand that there is a living being that cannot be affected by any of this pain. And that's the being that I am tapping into myself. So even though my life is, has never been more stressful, has <laughs> never been more tested with everything, the pain, is, the pain is there. But I'm tapping into that being that cannot be affected by the pain. And from that place on, I cannot be affected by other people when I heal them. That makes because sense. Because I go beyond that. Okay. Yeah. So that makes a lot of sense. So like if you are starting to heal, try not to like identify yes. with that person's pain. Yes. Is that what you're saying? Because and I know the person's pain is not the person. They feel the pain is the person because the, the pain will not be there if the person didn't believe they were the pain. Right. Right? Very true. Yeah. So I'm not tapping into that. Because I know it's not true. It's an illusion. We all have it. We have, we walk around it all the time. I'm not tapping into it. I'm tapping into that beyond it. And that's what I call empathy. To understand the pain, but understand it from a deeper level. Like real empathy. Yes. Not like the empathy yes. where when someone else says a bad story, like you cry and then you take on that emotion. Exactly. That's what I call sympathy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. yeah. yeah. <laughs> that actually makes sense. Maybe. For me, let me say it this way, and I have I have had a lot of people actually uh, on this trip this time where I have talked about sympathy and empathy. For me, sympathy is feeding the ego. Empathy is feeding the soul. Mm. That is the easiest way for me to describe it. Because empathy, you start to understand, and you go deep into that being, and you see beyond that pain, and that is nourishing the soul because they get closer to the soul. Where sympathy, you feed the ego. It's not helping anyone. No, that's absolutely right. That's yeah. absolutely like sending a sympathy card to someone that you really don't care about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah, totally. Yeah. I totally get that. That actually hits home pretty good for yeah. me. Yeah, same. That's, same. That I didn't know that was going to be a question I was going to ask. But after you said you weren't exhausted after that, I was expecting for you to be exhausted yes. and say that because so many people do. Yes. And I would imagine you would be. Mm. So to hear that you weren't, I was like, what kind of mag magic juice is he channeling? Like, <laughs> but that makes sense that you're not, if, like you said, the storm, like if you see the storm, the karmatic storm, mm. the whatever's going on with them, you're able to yeah. get down past it and just see the essence of that human being. Yes. Um, or soul. And so you're not draining yourself trying to fight their fight and take it on. No, just, I've been there. And it can be, it can heal them, but it doesn't heal myself. Yeah. And then course. you can ask yourself, why are you doing it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You're just taking right. on other people's shit all the time. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, you're going throughout the day, you're like, that's not my fucking trauma. Why is that in there? Yes. Like, yes. And you're like, oh, that's because of that. Exactly. And when you start to use telepathy, like I do, I'm open to that. Then you also get other people's thoughts in, like, oh, pretty sure. deep. So it can be a mess if you're not very filtered i can only imagine like I, like we stopped at meditaria before this and you grab a bite to eat and it's loud as fuck in there yeah you physically physical voices i can only imagine if you're tapped in and you're hearing those interior chatter. in the interior chatter that's a lot oh yes i mean after my breakthrough i needed a few months to just isolate myself because i needed to i needed to to learn to work with it because i started to see people's past lives, their thoughts, their emotions, just people walking on the street. So I, I needed to isolate myself and say, I need, I need to fix this. I need to fix this because this is too much. I bet. Yeah. You're like, man, I'm just trying to make a grocery trip. I cannot, yeah. I cannot deal with this no. right now. Let me check out. Exactly. Even walking with the dog, 
that was too much because you meet other people and suddenly you see past <laughs> lives and you see okay there's a imbalance in the solar plexus and that comes from that past life where something happened with that mother or something like that i'm like holy crap i need to i need to fix this because it's so draining did you have the urge when that first happened when you first had your birth <clears> to like to just randomly heal like everybody you saw or was it just yes. overwhelming i yes I, I did that yeah um and there there is both um there is both a blessing in it but there's also pitfall Oh, I'm sure a lot of people yeah. aren't real receptive, especially on the street yeah. when you're like, wait, wait, stop. Yeah. I need to tell you something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just hold still. It'll feel better when I'm done, I promise. <laughs> They're like, get the fuck away from me. That's the thing. What I learned about the truth is just because I see I see deep in my truth doesn't mean that those people are ready to hear the truth. And with, if you're talking about the truth, then then you're talking about it for your for your own selfish reasons. Right. True. Mm-hmm. And that's the pitfall because then you get lost in that imagine ima- imaginary world of past lives and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, you get lost in it. Well, you're definitely very grounded in in where you are right now because some people that once they get past that yes. that first stage, then they think they have to prove themselves all the time. Yes. And I don't feel that from you. Like you feel like At you have all. to prove no. like the gifts that you have. You know, they have mm. come to you. Like you don't feel like you need to be like. For example, because that's another part of the ego, and a lot of people which get to are that in healers, point. which is in, yeah, I would have never have thought that being in a community and there's so many incredible healers, and we've only met maybe a hand, counting on a hand of them mm. that were like that. But I would have never. I almost disbelieved myself because I'm like, no, there's no way they're a healer. There's no way they, you know, would have this about them i'm like oh it's it's got to be me it's got to be me that's channeling something weird maybe it's an insecurity but like and but when you get to talk to them and you realize you're like wow they're really blown up and they're really kind of doing this for a weird reason why are they doing this and then and not that that made them any less of a healer i guess per se i think it does it it, yeah i mean (laughs) but maybe that's my ego (laughs) (laughs) but it it is funny that there is ego in a healer's world i would have never thought as an outsider there would ever be yes there there is there is two egos see when i when i when i started this journey i got very lost in the beginning because the spiritual ego took over in the beginning Mm. because i started to have people who couldn't sleep and in 10 minutes i made them sleep like a little baby and they could see it on their apps and stuff like that you know the spirit yeah. my ego went nuts with that i bet <laughs> i mean i can heal things you know i can yeah. i went pretty crazy with that and i realized the pain the pitfall of that i felt the pain inside of me that wanted to improve i what i talk about happened in one month so it's it's not a it's not a long journey i, I made it very intensely <laughs> <laughs> it's I, made it, yes, I made it very intensely so after that, I actually went to um, I, I I went to a school for Eckhart Tolle, uh, five months of tri- of practice like online school with him, going deep into the ego, to mm. the spirit, and you know how he talks about just consciousness, and that helped me a lot to really understand there is an ego and there is a spiritual ego, and the reason why the healers is some of the most powerful ones is also because there's a, sp- a very strong spiritual ego. And that uh, is the pitfall. Yeah, because like, I know that for me, I feel like sometimes it's okay to keep a little bit of an ego because yes. it helps you stay competitive with yes. yourself and it can help you drive towards goals. Yes. Obviously, it can be really destructive too, but that makes sense. Hmm. A spiritual ego could help you drive to higher maybe realms of healing hmm. if you don't let it take control <laughs> entirely. Yes. So I can if see you that. don't let it take control. But <laughs> the thing is the spiritual ego is a bigger trickster than the normal ego yeah, because sense, it yeah. see a good example could be that an awakened person is starting to bicycle instead because they want to maybe save the soil and the earth or something like that right <laughs> then they then they bicycle around on the on, on the road and then they stand in in the in the crossroad where they see a car and then they think that person is driving a car, they are not doing something good for the environment. Yeah, and then, yeah. then the rider in that moment think, I'm doing something good, you see? But that trickster, that happens for every awakened person all the time. And the spiritual ego is not easy to see. I am not in the belief that we have to kill the ego. All that stuff, I don't believe it. I see the ego as a beautiful student 
a great student and a terrible master. <laughs> the student that wants to always yes. achieve, yes. but could never have control. Exactly. <laughs> I like that too. Yeah, that's good. So, so I'm not into that with, with killing the ego because then there are no physical form anymore. Maybe that's also fine if we just turn into light, right? But if we want to have the experience, yeah. don't try to, yeah, don't try to suppress it. Mm -hmm. I like that. That's a good example. So healers, yeah, they. I, I've met a lot of healers who the same. Yeah. Spiritual ego is going nuts, and they cannot see it, and that's the pitfall. One day it will hurt them. It will hit them. Realize that they need something to learn because the karma is a teacher. The karma comes to show there's something you're unconscious about. Mm. And when we talk about spiritual ego, it's big pitfalls. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I guess we we were actually sense. talking about that the other day. And karma is a great healer. Karma is, is a great, great healer. We were kind of talking right before the podcast a little bit about um, like uh, things that we've gone through over the last couple months yeah. that maybe were uh, karmatic in a way just so that we could heal in our own ways um, that had to be very harsh teachers yes. um, for us to understand because we were ignoring them because we didn't want to face it. We didn't, we ignored all this <laughs> little notes and like we're like ah yeah. wow. that's the and that's then, the other ego not yeah, the spiritual that's, one yeah, that yeah, yeah we're talking ego. about our ego yeah, <laughs> and yeah. then spirit's still trying to come in and mm. then but yeah and so now when you have um lessons like that would you consider that karmate like karmatic karmatic like in the way or is that just more how spirit teaches lessons as i see it everything is karma mm -hmm. everything is karma everything happening your entire mind is your karma. Every thought inside of you comes from the past of an experience where you, where, the, where you need to still learn something. Everything happened for you. You sitting here right now, yeah. me drinking that water, listening to that bird, getting that breakup, losing the job. Everything is the karma that is trying to teach you something you're unconscious about because I don't believe the karma is a punisher. Mm. I don't believe that. It's just a teacher. It's just a teacher. So when people say, oh, that person got to go through something very bad now because they did. <laughs> I use the example. Uh, this, is a very, this is a very extreme example. I'll use it anyway. Because <laughs> I have used it sometimes in, in this trip, so it feels good to use it again. It came to me like the, in, in one of the sessions. Uh, Hitler, he killed a lot of people, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Or was at least responsible for millions of deaths. Yeah. Mm -hmm so to speak a lot of people then thinks okay now he needs millions of incarnations f for balancing that karma right mm -hmm. if you believe in that you believe in the punishing that you need to be punished by your actions mm -hmm. but the truth is just that the karma is showing an effect out of what you cause so you will be un you will be conscious about it see what i'm trying to say is that if you are if you are conscious about something, karma doesn't have to show you. Oh. All the things you are unconscious about, karma is trying to show you things. It's it's uh, like yeah, it's yeah. like a, it's like a consciousness that is unfolding inside of you and in within and without, inwards and outwards, for you to see everything you're unconscious about. Which means when Hitler kill, was responsible of millions of deaths, if he and the if he in the moment before he died had the realization if he before he died had the realization of what he did in such a profound way that he have learned the lesson the count will be gone mm. wow well yeah what i don't know if they say this because luke is from denmark i don't know if we ever said that or not but <laughs> i don't know if they say this in in denmark but here everyone always says karma is a bitch yes that's, that's the same and that's yeah. a religion yeah Religion is a beautiful gate to the spiritual realm and to seek inwards, but religions today, that's my belief, when I look upon the Akasha, the religions today is not the same as when a religion got created. A religion always got created by a beautiful teacher or healer or prophet who once started the teaching that all ends the same place, going into the soul, going into the source. Jesus did it in a beautiful way, the churches started to take over and they put fear into it. There yeah. was nothing of Jesus that was in fear. Nothing. All he said was, love, love thyself as you will love others. 
That's mm. all he said, mm. right? And that wisdom in just that sentence is everything you need if you can just tap deeper and deeper into it. It's vast. It's it's eternal. I hundred percent agree. And like talking to Kelly on her podcast, we first got into that, mm-hmm. um, and we talked about the Bible, and we were kind of like. The vast opening, like I grew up in um, religion and, you know, the church and things like that. And we would read the Bible and I could like, there was no like depth for me because there was no true connection to me, to Jesus um, that I felt like other than being taught Mm. about him and taught about his ways. Mm. There was no like connection of true love that Mm. I felt like this, this un... I don't know. I can't explain it, but I feel it now. And so yes. like, um, going back to the Bible years later with that energy is like incredible. Cause there's all these missing puzzle pieces that you can now glue in and get what he was really saying and feeling the energy beneath yes. it and being like, Whoa, that's super profound. That's like the answer to my situation situation is that scripture like that scripture just answered everything it's not just die now like as i when i was a child i was like that's not even english why are we learning this but like you know like but now as an adult when i go back i'm like all the answers resided in that exact scripture because i can now plug in taking from other areas of my life of learning spirituality i can plug it back in and channel Christ in such a different way. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's meaning to it. Mm-hmm. A lot of meaning. A lot of meaning. I have a good example with it because, as you said in the intro, I remember some of my past lives. And that was part of my spiritual ego. When I saw some of my past lives, the ego wants to identify with that because it was, it was pretty crazy. Mm. I'm not sharing a lot of them because that's, that doesn't serve anyone. <laughs> but there's one I, I share. And that is one um, where I was a student of Francis of, France of Assisi, this monk, this saint from, from Italy, who was the first one to get the stigmatization after Jesus, you know. Mm. He was the first one to receive it. And he was a very enlightened being. The truth is, he was, he was not following any, any kind of religion. He was just a monk, meditating on his, on his mountain, being around with animals, being around with people, serving God within himself. Mm. But today, he's a saint and he's buried inside a church. And yeah. the church tells that he was a Catholic monk. He was not none of that because he knew that he was, he, he knew, and that was one of the things he was also teaching me at that time and teaching all he was around. That he knew that as soon as you put a limitation into something, you could not let the spirit be free. Mm. Mm. That is a, that is how that is how simple it has to be. You need to you need to find that peace inside yourself that feels uncomfortable, because the comfortable place is where the ego holds on to some kind of identifications. It's the same with limitations. You need to seek it so you can set yourself free, because all we are right now is trapped on hell. And when I say hell, it's not a punisher. It's just a place for us to learn. But one day we will just have the eternal liberation of full enlightenment, yeah. full realization, which Jesus called heaven, right? Yeah. Is the same as Hindus call other things. And I mean, it's, it's all just the same. Mm-hmm. That we just liberate ourselves from this being stuck into limitations, being stuck into what we believe we are. And that's, that's huge uh, because like so often you, well, I mean, you teach your kids, they could be anything, right? Yes. Like I think a lot of parents do, yes. but do the parents believe it so that the kids believe it? Like, cause when you say, oh, you could be anything, honey, this world's wide open to you, whatever mm. you want to be. But when, as you're a child and depending on how they're saying that, do you really believe that? So you're setting that limitation maybe at like five, you know, mm. like on yourself, you're like, well, they did say that, but uh, the look in their eyes, like there's a subconscious reading that they're like, I didn't see the full commitment in my parents when they voiced it. So then um, now you're growing the rest of your life and then other people are trying to show you limitations that have been put on them and then they're putting them on you. And like, so you're you're building all these limitations on yourself and your soul. And, it's, and <laughs> then to know that you're free and somebody tells you that and then when you become an adult and they're like, you 
almost no adult will say to another adult, depending on where they're at, they'll say, yeah, you could be whatever you want to be. Like, I don't know if any adult until you have made it, you know, beyond, but like, then there's this crowd of people that, that are cheering you on, right? And they're like, yeah, fuck yeah, open it. Fuck yeah, do that. But like, you know, yeah. but until you get to that point, you're you're in this weird period where everybody kind of believes that they're all at the peak that they're at and that life hands them these things and you're stuck in this weird world of limitations. Yes. And for me, limitations have always really bugged me and maybe it's the flighty spirit I have. I, it makes me feel caged pretty quickly. Mm. Um, so that was like a horrible thing. And then, yeah, sometimes in religion too, the, the limitations, the fear, and you're getting it from everywhere all the time as you're growing up. And, and now you got to de-shed it. Now you're trying to de-shed these limitations. You're like, but until you yes. challenge yourself on little limitations like man in our case like maybe somebody come into the studio like maybe i can't do that workout or i can't wear that outfit or i don't want to be seen around those people or do i can't do that many reps of squats or whatever these little limitations they put on themselves yes. and then they get past it and then it can get through the rest of their day and be like mm. oh that limitation's bullshit i just like did that <laughs> <laughs> and see that limitation that happens for you when you're adult only happens because your parent once told you who you're gonna be see mm. yeah the, the the deepest truth of enlightenment is that you don't even have to be anything because you already are everything that you need to be you don't have to be anything there is no role you have to play in this in this in this illusion of this world we talk about because all you are is just that soul that is eternal that is not limited to anything on this earth that's just if you understand that realization full completely there's no reason for you to be down here anymore. You have learned everything you need to learn. Hmm. And that's the secret of life right there. That's, yes. <laughs> there it is, guys. You got it. That's the secret of life. Well, if you got nothing else, <laughs> write this one down. <laughs> Put it on your fridge. That's so true, though, too. And and I know that, like, as a parent, when you tell your kids, like, you can do anything you want to yes. be. Like, you do. Like, I know that I mean it when I say that. But for mm -hmm. a long time, I wasn't leading that example. So mm -hmm. if they looked at true. me and I said, you can be whatever you want to be. And I believe that, mm. but they watch me suffering through my day, yes. then they're not going to believe it anyways, no. even though I did believe it when I said it, because they would have been watching me suffer and go, well, if we can be anything we want to be, then why aren't you anything you want to be? You know, why aren't you happy doing what you're doing? Yes. And that's a big deal. It's a really big deal. So leading by example is, it has to be number one. I feel like for any, any parents that are listening, you got to... You can tell them all the bullshit you want to. Kids don't listen anyway. No. <laughs> you have to fucking lead by example, and you got to fix yourself first. You got to go into your own work because they're so in touch. Yeah. They don't listen to the voice. Yeah. They listen to the actions and maybe even the aura they see, maybe the, even the emotions they feel or the imbalances they feel. Yes. That's what they listen to. Yes. And that's the teaching we have to. That's what I learned to do again. I'm not listening to voices anymore. I'm sorry, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm listening to the, I'm listening to the rest because for me that's that is more honest. Mm -hmm. Watching the emotions, yes. the real, the real yes. energies. Yeah. And that's where I start to be more present with myself and with other people, right? Because if we are, let's say, like like you say, Trenton, if 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 you tell if you tell the kid you can be whatever you want to be, but you don't believe it to yourself, then you're actually not honest towards yourself, right? And yeah. Then we are back to Jesus teaching love thyself you will love others mm. you are not being honest to yourself first and that's the only thing we have to do to <laughs> keep expanding the truth within ourselves to ourselves because the mind and everything around is trying to lie to us yeah and that's okay it's not like we should not say fuck i'm doing that now don't feel <laughs> guilty about it because if you truly believe that you have a soul then believe that that soul cannot be affected by anything that happens down here it's just like you cannot be affected by a dream not really right yeah. so yeah. everything that happens to you happens exactly as it has to be because there's just a divine plan for it all hmm. there's nothing to do in it <laughs> it's pretty liberating, huh? It yeah, kind of is. Kinda like, oh, right. That takes a lot of stress off these children. Yeah. <laughs> no, that is cool, though. Yeah, so Lucas, that was an awesome conversation right there, and we're going to move into a part two here. But for anyone who just stops and they only listen to this one, just covering the surface of how awesome you are, where can people find you and your healing services? And obviously, right now, you're here at Inner Light, and yes. you're going to be at Energy Fitness Studio this week as well. But 
you have to go back home. <laughs> I have to go back home. Um, I am also doing sessions online uh, mm. with people. I have a web page, um, but otherwise, it's actually most Instagram people watch me, they see the videos, they reach out to me, they text me, and then we find a session. Cool. So that, that's the easiest way to find it. Was awakening underscore Lucas? Uh, Lucas underscore oh, Luke. awakening. Oh, okay. Yes. Lucas Sorry, underscore, Lucas underscore yeah. awakening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll put that in the show notes yeah. too, so anyone can. So can that's that's that. probably the easiest way to find me. Um, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Definitely reach out to him if you have any questions. He does uh, the virtual sessions and then the in-person sessions. So whenever he's in the states, you need to make sure you do that for sure. Yes, and I'm about to expand to 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 do it else. All other places and also Pittsburgh to uh, to find people who wants to do the same as Kelly do here, like inviting me in to do workshop classes, one-to-one -one sessions. Yeah. So I'm just open, like an open book for the universe to play with me as it has to do. <laughs> you know? Awesome. Well, there it is. <laughs>